Hey, Lady Gang, welcome to Flashback Friday, where we bring some of our favorite Lady Gang episodes from the vault to you in the feed. We have over 600 episodes of this podcast, and whether you're an OG and you've heard this episode before, or you're a new listener and we're just bringing this up and you had no idea we had this person on our podcast, well, you're welcome. Small caveat here. We are an imperfect group of trio of ladies, and we've been podcasting for almost six and a half years. If something we said in this podcast doesn't align with Lady Gang 2020, please give us grace. For instance, there was a period on Lady Gang where I was not into Taylor Swift. It was the Reputation era. I wasn't feeling what she was bagging, but now I'm like a Swifty again. And so I just don't want you to hold me to that because we're all growing and learning and our opinions change pretty much every day. Without further ado, welcome to Flashback Friday. Well, what is this? Welcome to the Lady Gang. That's amazing. Say that again. The Lady Gang. Things are about to change around here. Each week, we catch up with Hollywood's hottest girl posse, Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Vanek. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Lady Gang. I'm Becca Tobin here with Jack Vanek and Kelty Knight. Hello. That's all I'm going to say. It's just, whoa. Whoa, guys. We have... Like, I am so shook. And I know that I I saw in the Facebook group that a lot of girls are like, I'm just so busy right now getting back into my life. Like, I listen to Good Week, Bad Week, and then I don't really get into the guest. And I'm like, okay, this is the guest. You you gotta fucking stick around today, people, because I just had my mind blown. I'm not even okay. And it wasn't even me that had my mind blown. (laughs) You can just fast forward through the Good Week, Bad Week, to be honest. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. So... Teresa, the Long Island medium that we all know her as. I mean, she's been on TV for what, like 20 years? Ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, she is amazing. She's also just like beyond her gift is such a lovely human. So sweet. So yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. I just, so, I'm so, I was such a fan of her before. And now I just, wow, everybody don't fast forward through this and get to her. Yeah. yeah. You don't <laughs> need to listen to this. Don't listen to this, but just in case, it's time for. Good week. Yes, it is. Bad week. Oh, no. Um, I'll start. So I got this new puppy, Barbara. 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 <laughs> Barbara's a real name can come from. Like, I was sitting in the office and Chelsea's like, Barbara? She's like, it's just so far from Orly. Like, no, Orly. Barbara's- no, it's it's two Jewish ladies. <laughs> but oh, Orly, I didn't know Orly was like a lady name. name. It's a Jewish n- name. No, Orly is a person name. I've met four women named Orly. What? It I is a very that. common Hebrew name. So Orly's a human name. And Barbara's obviously a human name. Mm-hmm. And um I know have a lot been, of old Jewish. Have you ladies, been calling her Barb? Babs. Babs. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm calling her Babs. I already decided. Like yeah, so, so fucking cute. We mostly call her Babs. I had a script supervisor on Glee and her name was Babs and her name is Babs. And she's just like one of my favorite people on the planet. I, I mean, I didn't name my dog after her, but I needed anybody that I knew with the name of Babs to be cool. And she's cool. So mm. two little Jewish dogs, Jewish old ladies. <laughs> um, so I got Babs and um, she's been really good. She's been, she's mixed with a poodle. So she's smart as Mm-hmm. And they're really relatively easy to train and potty train and all that stuff. So I was like, God, I'm, I feel really lucky that it's been a breeze. And so yesterday I got too, ca- I got too casual with Babs. And I let her have a little bit of free reign while I was working. And nope. I go and I'm like, you know what? She's been very quiet. I'm going to just go check on her. And I go in my bathroom and she looks at me and there's something hanging out of her mouth that's clear. I'm like, did she get into plastic wrap? Like what the... F- what is this? And I go and I yank it out of her mouth. It's my f- 
fucking Invisalign. Oh, the one, no. The one that I wear like every night because I'm done with my Invisalign, right. but the final tray is what I sleep in. Yeah. And it's destroyed. Destroyed. <laughs> So I had to call the dentist and it's $350 to get a new one. And maybe. also if you, if you don't wear it for a couple of nights, your teeth start to shift and you might and as well be just in his line over. Exactly. And I asked the girl, I was like, how long does it usually take? She's like, oh, it can take up to like 10 days. I'm like, well, I'm going to need a whole new set of Invisalign trays. Like that <laughs> can't over. be right. Invisalign. If someone is asking for a replacement tray, like, could you expedite it? I just think that's so stupid. This happened with Jared's too, because he, cause with my night guard, I'll wash it in like an effordant, like, you know, like a denture cleaner to clean mm-hmm. it. And so when he got his smile direct club, I was like, Oh, wash it in effordant, but it ended up shrinking his Invisalign oh, right. to like this big. <laughs> and then he needed it, but he was in the middle of it. So he's like, uh. I need a new one. They're like, it's going to be two weeks. I'm like, they've got to get a better process. Uh, yeah. You don't have to start over. I need them to get it together. This is some thirty people. shit right now. This is some thirties shit. Okay, like, here, my teeth are shifting. Babs ate the Invisalign. Babs ate my Invisalign. Um, okay, so here's my good week. Uh, I was shopping uh, like on South Congress in Austin, which is like a really cute area. Clothing and Mexican food and like all the delicious stuff. And I'm in a store and I look over and I'm like, that woman is wearing like the coolest outfit. She's just cool. And there are people who are cool in Austin, but she was like another level of cool. Mm-hmm. And I look and it's Leanne Ford. <gasps> and I was like, Leanne? She goes, oh my God. And we were like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I said, I moved here. And she goes, oh my God, I forgot that. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh my, we come all the time and we visit friends and blah, blah, blah. Um, and she's like, we're going out tonight to a honky tonk. Come with us. <gasps> I wasn't able to go. It was no. devastating. Devastating. What was she but- wearing? She was in like a really kind of like a drop crotch pant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like baggy. Mm -hmm. Um, She had on like a, I think it was like a cool Birkenstock. Not your tip, not your typical, like very, it was like a puffy. A fashion Birkenstock. A fashion Birkenstock. She always looks so good. She she had on like, um, it looked like a painter shirt, but she wasn't in work clothes, but it all kind of looked like, you know, in a bandana. She's just cool. She's She's so cool. Cool. Um, but I'm excited because she comes here all the time and we're going to become best friends and hang out. I'm so jealous. Yeah. So did you like, when you said hi to her, were you like, it's Becca? Cause I feel like she wouldn't recognize if that happened to me. Well, I don't think we, what, no, we had masks on. So I took my mask down and I go, it's Becca. And Uh, she's like, hi. But we also like DM a lot on Instagram before this. Yes. So it was kind of like, and yeah. So, and she referenced something about me doing something that I had just posted about. So I felt confident that Mm. she did know who I was because I was, (laughs) don't you worry. I was so paranoid that she was going to be like, hi, I don't know who you are. <laughs> hi, do you want to take a picture, fan? And you'd be like, yes, I actually do. <laughs> Her husband Please. was there too. He's a smoke show. Hot. Smoke Hot. show. They're just the coolest <sighs> people. So yeah, that's uh, my new best friends. What's up with you guys this week? I'll go. Um, so my good week is a DM that I got. <sighs> and the DM says, 
Hey, Jack, longtime Lady Gang listener. I was listening to the episode Tuesday and want to let you know that I'm pregnant and my girl name is Jacqueline, Jacqueline Lorraine Leonard. I love the name, love Jack for short, and even my picky ass husband likes it. We aren't finding out if it's a girl, so you can have one on Kelty if it is. I'll let you know this November. <laughs> so we've got a potential Jack baby coming. Oh, um, shit. Okay, let like- me know when you have two. I feel oh, like maybe if it's a boy, she should still just name it Jack, Jack so I can get the win. Mm. Um, but yeah, we have a, you know, potential maybe Jack, Jack coming wow, in, guys. coming in the world in November. Um, my bad week is I was driving the other day and I had an itch inside of my nose. Mm. So I go to start itching it with mm. my fingernail mm-hmm. and literally it's, it happened. The hottest guy that I've ever seen in the world. This isn't even the first time this has happened to you. I'm upset. Rolled up right next to me. Has this happened to me before? Yes. Yeah. No. And you have such long nails that you're really digging. No, I was really, I was really like doing a good itch, but it's like, it's literally that Seinfeld episode. You're picking your nose. I was like, I'm not picking my nose. I swear to God. I swear. I swear. I'm going to make an observation right now, Jack. What? So this is for Jerry, because you guys are probably going to share a life together. Yes. So you talk about guys being hot a lot and all the time you notice guys are hot. I just want to say you're the equivalent to my friend's husbands who (laughs) point out like, look at that girl's tits in front of their wife. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look at that guy's height. (laughs) So I... Listen, do you, whatever is good for your relationship, but mm-hmm. I think we should have a level playing here, failed here with men and women. Yeah, you don't want right. to be the husband who's like, check out that girl's tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong, but like, I, it's just lives within me. Like you I could, love a hot guy, but you can say it differently. Like Zach doesn't refer to women as hot or smoke mm. shows or whatever. I mean, I just called Leanne Ford's husband. A smoke we're, like, show. we're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm a total hypocrite. But he'll like say Leanne things. Ford's sexual he'll, husband. <laughs> sexual. He'll say things like, oh, uh, he won't. I mean, he, unprompted, he won't really comment on a woman's looks. But like, if he's forced to, I'll be like, do you think she's pretty? I'll be like, yeah, she's really pretty. Like, you're allowed mm. to say he's handsome or handsome. he's good looking. But your aggressive hot guy is hot a lot. And I'm, I think I need to speak up for Jerry right now. I, You know what? I appreciate that because he doesn't ever really say anything about it but i know he's probably inside of his soul is dying a little bit every time i say that so note taken good 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 thanks just here to fix everyone's relationships thank you so much therapist well everyone um i'm so excited to announce my good week which is i was inspired by the internet for a new category of bujo page that i had never thought of before it's the new trend in bullet journaling which is the journaling that i do a lot of people are like what are you talking about the bujo if you don't know know. it's really just taking a blank notebook okay. and making pages and filling it but guess with what? things Becca. you could buy at target already Becca. printed uh-huh you're gonna love this the page <laughs> is called the rage page mm. and it's just a page of all the things that you're f-ing mad about anytime you just write down like people who don't wait in line properly people who do self-checkout but have never used the machine before hmm. just very specific <laughs> whatever the things you're mad at you know what i mean well i just want to say my therapist used to make me do this like get it all out on paper but it's unhealthy to keep it 
you're supposed to burn it. So right. I don't think it's good to have it living in your bujo forever. I think you well, have to get it out and release it and then burn it. I know. And then, yeah, I feel like that's, that can't be good. It's a lot of negativity then, in there. Then you just keep putting more and then you look at the things that bugged you before <laughs> that you probably forgot about that you're going to still be mad about. And it's like this like cycle that doesn't end and just compounds on itself. Mm. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I had uh-huh. a revelation about Bujo's actually. I was in Target and I was like, I haven't Bujo'd since I was trapped in Vancouver. And I was like, I just need to be able to like see my schedule in front of me. Like I just yeah. need to be able to see it. And so I go and I buy a calendar, desk like calendar. a desk calendar. Yeah, and smart. I'm sitting there and I'm filling it out and I'm like, why, why do people Bujo? It's literally just this, but it's already done for me. Like... <laughs> I was sitting in Vancouver creating a desk calendar with rulers and colored pencils. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, I have my life back. I can just buy a desk calendar. Yeah, you're not wrong. I like doing it because I'm like quite creative, but like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, that's mm-hmm. probably why they have the pre bought pages like that mm-hmm. you yeah. can just pick up okay. for yourself. Well, if you haven't turned this off already, I wasn't the one who took it to the boring place. <laughs> Becca and her Bujo monologue were the ones that have bored you. I was giving you something exciting like rage. Okay. What's your bad okay. week? Um, my bad week is this. So I recently returned from We Care, which Becca and I had gone to last year. It's like a cleanse that you go on. I did three days and um like, because as you guys know, I had been on a really unhealthy track and I kind of needed a reset. And so I've been back on the health track and if you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning, we're six years in, just know that every three months I'm either on a bad track or a good track and I mm. go all in. Like there's no medium for me. Mm. Um, but anyway, so, you know, this time, last time we went with Becca, I had a friend, I had support. And so we got like really obsessed with like checking off our drinks. Like, did we have our green juice? Did we have our carrot? Did we have our aloe? This time I didn't have a friend and I was like a little more lax about it. So I'd get the colonic and then she'd be like, don't forget to take your probiotic. And I was like, no problem. And then I go back to my room and like six hours later, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to take the probiotic. So I came home Monday after this, I have the rager of all yeast infections because Mm. I have sucked out all the bacteria in my gut. I feel fabulous. My skin is glowing. My vagina is on fire and I'm on my way to a trip, (laughs) a sexual trip with my husband. So I still have a yeast infection because you have, I I know. So, I mean, not to get in the gory details, but I tried to fix it myself by taking all the yeast pills and like doing that. And I like was three days in and I was like, you know what? The vagina is still itching. So I'm going to get a diflucan. And then I did the, now I'm waiting for it to clear out. But the thing about a yeast infection is that it lasts longer than you think. Even after the itching stop, it's still in there. So like, mm-hmm. remember that time I had sex with a guy and I gave him the yeast infection on his penis and he thought no. that I gave him herpes. Oh yes. Yes. It's ringing your bell. <laughs> do you, did you not use my super great trick of the, the coconut oil and the tampon? So I accidentally used all my coconut oil, making the healthy granola to stay on my health track oh, no. from Katie Weber's web thing. And I haven't got groceries because we're going on the trip. It's a nightmare up in this life. Anyway, when we come back, um, <laughs> Teresa's here and she's fabulous. Now back to the Lady Gang. 
Our guest today doesn't need an introduction, everyone, and she might know what I'm about to say before I say it. She's a New York Times bestselling author, reality show megastar, and the most famous medium in the world with a wait list of over two years. She's a podcaster with her show, Hey Spirit, and you can also see her live, like literally now. You can get tickets. She's in your city during the Platinum Experience. Today, she's here to tell us about the afterlife, show us our futures that are full of fame and fashion. <laughs> and beautiful <laughs> skin. And she's also here, of course, to give us tips on fucking back combing our hair for Jesus. Please welcome to the <laughs> gang, the iconic Teresa Caputo. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. I think that is the most amazing intro anyone has ever done. Okay. <laughs> she's I good mean, at it. You're incredible. I just want to set the stage. Becca, will you set the stage of where, because this is a podcast, but I feel like we need to know and yes. understand yes. what we are looking at at this moment. Okay. Well, right now, Teresa not only has the most epic perfectly coiffed hair you've ever seen perfect fucking teresa Her right now fix. perfectly and Iconic. it's freshly colored because he cannot see a root there's for not anywhere. a root not uh, she is in her her uh background looks like one of the ones that you can choose on zoom where yes. it's like oh today i want to look like a rich bitch but no. it's real it's the biggest closet <laughs> i've ever seen in my life with like beautiful clear you know you're rich when you have like the clear closet doors yep. and all your clothes are put away but you can still see them like in a boutique that is what she's sitting in front of it is oh and just a casual dior tote <laughs> over her left shoulder. I love casual Kristen Dior just on the floor. It's placed like in the perfect, perfect spot that you just kind of see it. The Christian Dior has its own chair. Look, that's a bench. The Christian Dior has its own chair. There's also a staircase in this closet. Okay. Teresa, your closet is bigger than my apartment. You need to look closer because there's shit in here from Target, (laughs) H&M. Like... (laughs) I literally just came back from um, Alabama and that was the my travel bag that I, I'm the tote that I use just to to travel and tote all my stuff. So she's a, we love we stand a high low queen. I'm, I'm a hot mess. Yes. I mean, literally, like there's still my shoes still in bags, like on, on the counter back there. So uh, <laughs> I love it. It's epic. And, and, the, and the roots are there. The, the, oh. the roots are definitely there. <laughs> Barely, barely see. Your hair literally looks perfect. Yeah. I'm obsessed. And, and, and what people don't realize, I still live next door to my parents. I live right <gasps> next door to the house that I grew up in. So, I love you that. know, I might have this mega closet, but I live in a, my, my home is very small, very modest. I love where I live. I lived on this block since I'm five. Wow. So, oh my God. So for 49 years, I've lived on this block and, um, I wouldn't trade anything for the world to be still next door to my parents. So I say, talk about separation anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same. Trust me. It's probably why you're so cool. And so I think successful in Hollywood because, um, you have not done the move to Beverly Hills. You have not done the, Oh wow. I'm a TV star. Everyone knows me. I'm iconic. Like my shit doesn't stink. Like you've stayed pretty grounded. I honestly, I don't, I'm still, floored when people like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I love your show. I'm like, you know who I am. <laughs> like I still, I still can't believe it. Cause I never thought in a million years. I mean, I didn't wake up one day and say to my parents, Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to talk to dead people for a living and I'm going to have a television show and I'm going to travel around on a tour bus, you know, for half the year and channel dead people for thousands of people in theaters and arenas. I never thought in a million years I'd be where I am. And I still say it to this day. 
I'm just Teresa Caputo uh, from Hicksville, and I have the amazing ability to give peace after the loss of a loved one, and that's it. Oh, gosh. Do you think that your ability to talk to dead people is also... Does that... Um, I'm trying to word this the right way. Does that give you the perspective that allows you to stay so grounded? Like, you know, what really matters or like, cause most people would not be in your position and still be living in the house in the street. They grew up in next to their grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like we're all so up in that way. Um, but we also can't talk to the dead. Well, I, I think you're right. Maybe because of what I do, but I don't know any different. I always right. say to people, I was born this way. I don't know any anything different. Right. And I've always sensed and felt things. I've always said things that were a little odd where people go, well, what do you mean? And no one ever made a big deal about it. And I was just very lucky to have an amazing family that always just supported the crazy things that I would say. Yeah. You know, and I used to say to my mom, like all the time, like, I don't feel right. I feel different than everyone else. I feel mm. like I don't belong here. And yeah. my mom literally one day said to me, she's like, well, stop saying that because you're not adopted. And there's no reason why you should feel that way. <laughs> you know, you belong in this family. And uh, one of the famous things that I always say when people say, I like, what did your family think? It was, it was the day that um, my, we buried my dad's mom, Nanny Brigandi. And I was talking to the drapes and my cousin was like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I'm talking to Nanny. And he's like, Nanny is dead. And you're talking to the drapes. You're a freak and walked away from me. Like he still tells this story. And you know, it's just, it's it's just who I am. And is that, is that like the first moment that you really felt that connection and that other people saw in your family? Um, I think it was over the years, but I think for me, when my grandmother died, it was really hard for me because I didn't know that I had this ability. I first of all believe that everyone has the gift, the ability to connect with their own departed loved ones, because that is a soul bond that can never and will never be broken. When we lose someone, it's just that physical connection. And I want, that's really why I do what I do. I want people to know that the things that they sense and feel that they think that are weird or crazy, know that it's them. I say they're little hellos from heaven. And it's your loved one letting you know that they're with you at that exact moment. So for me, when I lost my nanny, I think it was that moment for me where I was like, wait a minute, she's dead, but I still hear her. I still feel her. And like, I remember freaking out at her funeral at at her wake, like screaming and trying to get her out of the casket. It it was awful. I was 16 and I, I look back on that now and I know why, but it wasn't until I was almost 30 that I knew that I had this ability to connect with everyone's loved ones, not only my own loved ones. Wow. Do you go to therapy? <laughs> oh, I do, but not <laughs> not for uh, not for talking to the dead. I just go to confession and confess to the priest okay. every week. I still talk to dead people. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just wondering. Like, I, I feel like your insides and your brain must be quite heavy. Oh, you know? it's ve- it's. Yeah. But again, I, I it's almost like people say, "How do you sh- turn it off? Turn it on?" I don't. I I don't know how it works. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that 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 gets me when people are like, "Oh, she does this, she does that." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad you figured it out <laughs> because I still don't know how this shit works. <laughs> it just happens." Like I've said for years, like all of a sudden, my my brain will like 
as I like give a speech, uh, when I'm ready to work, like, I feel like my brain just clears out of its own, my own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And then it just becomes the emotions of the soul that I'm channeling and the person that I'm reading. And I actually did it on Dr. Oz and on Long Island Medium where this brain expert read my brain as I was reading someone. And he said, your brain, he goes, you're talking. He goes, when you were reading, he goes, not only do you access a part of your brain that we typically don't, he says, but when you were reading, it was like, there was no activity in your brain. Like my brain flatlined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also I remember, so I told Teresa before we started recording my childhood, one of my childhood best friends worked as a producer on her show from like season one. He's known her for a million years. And I remember asking him when he started, I said, is she the real deal? Cause we all know that like reality television, sometimes Mm -hmm. it is. And sometimes it's not. He said to me, he goes, Becca, it does not matter where we are. If he doesn't (laughs) matter, if there's a camera, it does not matter if it's the most inopportune time if something hap- if something comes over her like she's reading it and it is so fucking real mm-hmm. so i i was like well i'm a believer because he would tell me if you're bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> listen you can't make this shit up i no. don't know how and you know like listen i struggled with my gift for so many years um mm-hmm. from the age of 28 until 33 because i was like i i i am a Catholic. And so I struggled with that with my gift. And I was like, okay, now God has blessed me with this gift, but who's going to want to come and see a medium and talk to their relatives that have died? I could not understand that. But what I learned is that unfortunately, no matter who we lose or how they die, young or old, we here in the physical world are left with burdens and guilt. We're left with the should have, could have, would have, maybe an only if. And at the end of the day, all of these emotions do not give us the ability to heal. So I put my gift in God's hands and I said, if this is my soul's journey here in the physical world, I will walk through every door that you open for me. And here I am. Mm. And the turning point for me was 9-11. After 9-11 happened, um, I had a spiritual experience where I was told that there were so many souls that needed their loved ones to know that they were at peace. So... Shit. And and here I am. I you know I can't I can't tell you how it works. What you know I wish I could say to someone. Oh, who do you want to summon today from the other side? It's just whatever I s- start to sense and feel. And look, I'm the first one to say that's crazy. That's common. Look, there are common ways people die. Common burdens and guilts that we carry. But the thing that I ask spirit to do is to bring up and talk about things that someone would not expect. Mm. Something that would be no way that. I could find out or know about. So they like bring up things that happened maybe years ago. They talk about things that happened after they died. They'll talk about things that you, how you feel, things that maybe you, that you haven't shared with anyone else to validate that they hear you. And then Mm -hmm. the best thing is that personality. Cause it's like, you're the only one that knows your loved one's personality. And I love when spirit hat and they're like, Oh my God, that's exactly what my brother would do. Or that's exactly (laughs) how my grandmother would say that. So that's so wild. Okay. Dad, not to bring it back to me, but my dad had a near death experience. Mm-hmm. And um, when, as my parents have gotten older, we've talked a lot about mortality. And he's always said to me, like, baby girl, like, you don't have to be afraid to die. It's wonderful. Yep. And I was he, like, they, he, I just heard he was sent back. They, they sent him back. Oh my God. So he was like, and I like, could see parents. So I don't know if they were his. See, so when I see like, um, when I sense a soul, like if I see parents, it could be if it, 
like grandparents or parents that had to be that bond and that they sent him back and that he had this beautiful spiritual experience. Yeah. He was like, it was so calm. It was so comfortable. I felt so safe. And so he's like, I've, oh, I've never been wow. a scared to die. Like, and I was like this, I always tell the story because it brings people so much. Um, yes. You think it's going to be like this. Oh my God, it's horrible, horrible. He's like, no, babe, like we're good. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. this is so crazy. So do you think the afterlife is scary? Like, I think, Oh, no, what do you not, know about not that? at all. I, I only know from what spirit has shown me. And it is exactly that peaceful. I might not always see what it exactly might look like, mm-hmm. but feel, they always make me feel what it's like. Ugh. And do you know how many times a soul will say I suffered for years with a disability? And they'll say, if I knew it was this peaceful, I would have died years ago. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but um, it, it really is amazing on how, and it's interesting. I just recorded, uh, I just for an episode of Hey Spirit yesterday of a woman, and you literally could feel the weight being lifted from her. Yeah. As as the reading was happening in the mm-hmm. beginning, she was so guarded and so afraid because she didn't know what to expect. She didn't even like really. She knew who I was, but never really saw mm-hmm. the show or knew anything about me. So she was so guarded. And then as things started to unfold through the messages, you could feel, and I think that's the thing that I love, whether it's watching the show or listening to the podcast, you can feel the healing begin. Mm-hmm. And it really is incredible. So what do you say to a lot of our friends right now have little toddlers, right? Mm-hmm. And these little kids and they'll oh. see things or they're and, talking to yep. things or like whatever. Can you talk about that phenomenon and what we're supposed to say to the kids when they're like, oh, look, there's, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, show them pictures. That is the first thing that, that I tell people. Show them pictures of your loved ones that have died. Sometimes they'll make reference and they'll say, oh, I saw grandpa and they never met grandpa before. Or they'll say, oh, your dad said that he loves you. And imaginary friends. Young children, it's very easy for them to sense the souls of the departed because their minds are clear. As adults, we're busy with burdens and the should have, could have, would have. Or you ever think when you think you see that shadow go by and you make up a million excuses, oh, I was tired. Maybe something just flashed by or the lights flickered. Well, maybe it was like a little storm or no, that's your loved ones. So um, it happened actually with my brother when my nephew was little. They, my brother called me up and he's like, Jason is seeing dead people and it's all your fault and hung up. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) how is this my fault? (laughs) And I said to him, show him a picture of Corinda's dad because my sister-in-law's dad had passed. And he said that was the man that was in the pantry was her father. Wow. So that's why I say, just embrace it. Don't make a big deal about it. They might outgrow it. They might not. But because for them, it's so comfortable. It's so natural. Mm-hmm. And show them pictures of people that have died. And I guarantee you, they'll say, oh, that was them. Um, that is a, and it, when they, they look right, like right by you, or they typically stare at corners uh, in, in a room because they can see the soul. Well, I feel like familiarizing kids with that when they're younger, that can probably help set them up to not be as scared of death and not have all of these fears that we do as adults because everything is kind of based on that. So I love that. And I think we're just, think about it. We're scared or afraid of the unknown, right? We don't know what it's going to be like. And and some people even say to me, well, how do you know? And I'm like, listen, if there's nothing, then we're not going to know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, so it's not going to make we're a difference. Cool. So let's just like embrace, you know, something <laughs> faithful, right? <laughs> or happy. And then if there is nothing, then we're not going to know anyway. 
I love this. All right. When we come back, we have to talk about the oranges with Teresa. You're listening to The Lady Gang. All right, we're back. Becca, the oranges. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. Um, So Chelsea Handler recently wrote a book about um, her experience going to therapy and dealing with the loss of her brother when she was young, a tragic accident, Mm -hmm. and he died. And she started seeing this um, therapist or psychiatrist, and, and one day he just handed her an orange and was like, this was from my tree in the backyard. Here's an orange, hands it to her, and she starts sobbing. I don't know if you've heard this story. So then she recently had a podcast and she had the writer of the book signs on and she made a reference to oranges being something that sometimes people who have passed, like will show you if they're around or, or if they're present. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I had a boyfriend pass away almost exactly seven years ago, um, suddenly in his sleep. And Mm -hmm. I never felt connected. I felt like gone in the abyss. And I felt like there was never any of those moments where Mm -hmm. you could feel it. I was in our house and I never felt him. And so this was a couple years ago and I'm driving to yoga and I'm listening to this podcast and I was like, fine. And I, so I was like, you know what, Matt, if you're, if you're still here or if you're here, you know, show me an orange today. And I pull into the yoga studio and I walk into the studio. I put my mat down and I sit down. And then I notice behind me, it's hot yoga, by the way. Like people do not bring snacks into this studio. No. <laughs> There's a guy behind me peeling a f-ing orange. Yeah. And like, I was like, you can't make that up. No. And then it happened to me again in Vancouver. I was just up there for work and I was on a run and I passed a guy who looked exactly, exactly like, like him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, where's the orange? Where's the orange? And there was a guy coming out of his front door, throwing an orange peel into a planter on his front yard. Like it's just that kind of stuff. It it was so crazy. Is it because I finally knew, was I asking something specific or was I ready to to see that? I believe you were ready to see it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I always tell everyone, don't ask, like you can't say, I want to see four butterflies and two right. rainbows by Saturday and I know it's going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times signs and symbols are great when they come when we're least expecting it. Mm-hmm. But that might be what you needed to mm-hmm. hear and what you were able to then connect with. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily, I mean, that is a crazy, amazing experience. Yeah. So as you were telling, as you were telling the story, I saw my symbol for a Home Depot. That's my symbol for where we see someone that looks exactly like a person and we just see them for that split second. And then mm-hmm. when we get closer, it's like, wait a minute, that's not them. It doesn't even look like them. Right. I don't know how they're able to do it, but they're able to like put their souls into someone else to show us mm-hmm. that they are with us. Wow. But you also wow. connect with music with him too. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. So I just asked him to validate that. And he showed me the song on the radio that you hear for, like, you're not playing it on purpose. It's not a current top 40 hit. Randomly, you turn the radio on, change the channel, and it comes on. Mm-hmm. That's him. That's his soul. It's not that he's the song. It's his energy that gets you to do that. But do you also smell him or sense him, like, behind you? Or is it... Why do I... I just felt like someone was standing behind me. Oof. I mean, I'm... I... I'm wearing his sweatshirt right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Little staker. Yeah. I, I, like, didn't... I forgot that I had it, and then 
I was like, I'm going to do this. Cause I, I feel like I have a hard time. Like I said, just like finding him in those things or, or, but that's the thing I always say to people, don't look so hard. Yeah. You're, did you ever think that that song was him when you were hearing the song? Were you it, ever like, oh, I, I feel you with me? Like, those are the moments where you, it's that feeling of whether he's standing behind you or just that knowing, whatever it is. The thing is, nobody can tell you how to feel. Nobody right. can tell you how to connect with them. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so, oh, you told me that he died because I was just having difficulty breathing. So I couldn't take like a deep breath. Um, so spirit will bring me through that, that, their departure. But didn't you, you had the dream of him? I had a lot of dreams like after, right after he passed away, I had a lot of dreams with him, but then, but let me just say that, see, I don't dream of my loved ones that have died. So don't take that for granted. I don't connect with my loved ones in that way. When spirit shows me the visitation, it's Mm -hmm. my symbol for that. You had a spiritual experience where they showed themselves to you that they were okay. So Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's for a split second, but he was fine. He was smiling. That was a visitation of his soul to say, I am with you, I am at peace, Mm. and I am not suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm. He just said there was no way that my passing could not have been prevented. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Um, I also feel he's he's a little private because I could feel like he kind of uh, blocked me a little bit, which is fine. I would just like to express that because, again, that's his personality. But then he's like quirky, like he's doing like this crazy dance. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, stop being silly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But do you connect with the number 17? I don't know if it's a 17th of a month, if it was an age, uh, whether you met or the month of January and the month of July, as far as birthdays or anniversaries? My birthday's in January. He passed in July. Okay. I, my job is just to make sure that I interpret everything correctly. Okay. I don't need to know specifics mm-hmm. because what I've also learned um, from channeling spirit is that there are certain things that spirit might not want to talk about. They might mm-hmm. not want to talk about the way that they died or how they died. And I say to people, And to me, I don't care. I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to be rude. At the end of the day, you lost someone that you have to continue your life here in the physical world without. Mm -hmm. And it stinks and it's not fair. So all we need is that peace. And that is it. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, was there, did did you date him in school or something with school? Or was there something done in honor or in memory of him? Because he showed me like releasing of balloons and then I felt like I was at a school. So typically that's if something at the school they do in honor or in memory of them, whether it be a scholarship, a fun uh, foundation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just think about doing those things and we never do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. To validate that his soul knows what was done and more importantly has attended it in spirit. Okay. Did you happen to randomly just talk to someone in his family? Yeah. Okay. Validating his soul was present. No way I would know that. Correct? Mm -hmm. No, you would not know that. The school is crazy because didn't he throw you that big graduation party, Becca? Like right before me. Yeah. He threw me like, it took me a forever, a long time to finish college because I was like (gasps) working and going back. And so he threw me this like massive graduation party. I mean, I was like 26 at the time and I wore like a graduation cap and like did the whole thing. And 
he flew my parents out. Like it was like a whole party. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I have to do this. Yeah. When, when I was talking, when I was channeling him, did Mm -hmm. you feel something, whether it be uh, like a breeze or like a warmth feeling or like a chill? I mean, my whole body. Okay. (laughs) Know that that's his soul. Cause what I do is I ask spirit to allow you to feel them in the exact moment. And something that you typically don't feel. Some mm-hmm. people feel a warmth. Some people feel like a little goosebump. Some people will actually feel like a little brush, like a little kiss on their oh cheek. So mm-hmm. he was showing me all of those things. So acknowledging that what you were feeling, knowing that that is him. Wow. Do you, do you have a dog? <laughs> Who's the dog? I do have a dog. Does your dog act odd for like no reason? Sort of. And I got her like kind of right after he passed. When oddness know that she is responding or acknowledging his soul. Because the way young children are is the same way that animals are. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. He did it, not me. I... (laughs) He's really being stubborn. So oh, I'm really stubborn. proud of him. <laughs> he's so he's so mad. Well, now I under, I understand the blocking. But he's like he goes, Teresa, you did not say not once how good looking I am. He goes, <laughs> I am. I cannot believe it. He goes, you didn't even talk about my hair. He goes, look how awesome. Like I almost feel like how cool he is. Oh he's, my god, he's got that sway. <laughs> oh my god, you nailed it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Okay, Oof. we have to wrap, but I, I we could go on all day. Unfortunately, Teresa's wait list is, is two years plus long. So you, <laughs> Becca, you never, you can't get in for any more. Um, this was incredible. And this is why we wanted to have you on. And we really wanted to tell everyone her podcast. I'm telling you, hey, spirit, every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast, it's incredible like for all of you that are obsessed with the true crime i'm going to need you to move away from true crime and yes. on to Teresa, <laughs> which is like happiness and like <laughs> finding the answers like jack's our true crime girl and she's always like an un an unfinished business kind of crime no we're going to Teresa. like look at this warm feeling we have in our souls right now like more of this on hey spirit and of course you're already following her but you can follow Teresa at Teresa caputo on instagram and everywhere else um you're amazing this was uh, well it was yes. such I, I really appreciate you guys having me on and sharing me with your listeners because I know like even just from that little bit someone will take something and maybe help them in their healing process and and that that's the thing that I love is just helping people Wow. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Thank Amazing. you so much. Okay. We have Thank to say you. our funny, en- it doesn't feel right to say our funny ending now, but no. we'll just do it. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see you next see Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <laughs> next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. The Lady Gang is produced by Alex Ingber, Steve Delameter, and Jared Monaco. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And if you love it, share it with your friends on social media. Like, oh my God, I just listened to Lady Gang. This episode's so great. So I love to listen. And if you really want to, which we know you do, please follow us on social at Kelty, at Becca, at Jack Vanek, and at The Lady Gang. Sign up for our newsletter at theladygang.com and join our secret Facebook group. It's super fun. See you next Tuesday. I'm 
Lola. And I'm Megan. And we're the hosts of Trust Me, Cults, Extreme Belief, and Manipulation. We both have childhood cult experiences, and we're here to debunk the myths about people who join them and show that anyone can be manipulated. Our past interviews include survivors and former members of the Manson family, Nexium, MS-13, Teal Swan, Heaven's Gate, Children of God, and the Branch Davidians. Join us every week as we help you spot the red flags. Get new episodes of Trust Me every Wednesday on Podcast One or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Lady Gang. Guess what? March is Women's History Month. That's right. Right now, you can join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during the month of March. That's right. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. This is awesome, folks. If you have a lady in your life of any age, you want them to have all the opportunities for success and happiness, right? Be the change you want to see in the world. Plus, you can shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. Again, that's Macy's.com slash purpose and happy Women's History Month. You go, girl. 